Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and speaker, as well as co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of On Podcast Media Network. So let's dive into this season five, episode 21, titled The Eve. That's because we are, I am, I should say, recording this the day before going back to school. And here I am on the eve of what will be my 14th year at my current position. Absolutely love it. I think it's like my 18th or 19th year teaching altogether. Absolutely love it. And I, I, I just kind of wanted to talk this through a little bit. And this is maybe a good reminder to all of you that are also in your 14th, 15th, 16th, 20th year. And also maybe a podcast that would be really good for new teachers. Because I want to, I guess I want to talk this through. One, let's just talk that like we we all have some emotions right now in our body, right? Like tomorrow's the big day and we build it up as a big day and it is a big day. But I, I want everyone to sort of realize those emotions that like maybe we say we're nervous, that, that really can be excitement. Like really it's it's how we position it in our mind. It's chemically the same thing is happening when you're excited as when you're nervous. And I want you to let that sink in. Chemically in your body, the same thing's happening when you're nervous as when you're excited. So this really again shows us the power of our mind. Where are we where are we putting that? you know, energy. Are we saying, are we saying I'm excited about tomorrow? Are we putting it on the, I'm nervous. It's the same thing. So let's start to look at it as excitement, right? Here we are at the eve before I meet my new kids. I'm, I'm wondering, like I'm wrestling with what are they going to be like? What are their interests? How might I connect with them right out of the gate? And then how do I sustain that connection? These are things that are swimming around in my head. I'm super excited about it. What is, what's going to be my first words out of my mouth? What do, what do we, what do we want to do? How do I want to set the tone in my room? Uh, all things that are important to think through. So if you're that new teacher, definitely give it some thought. If you're the teacher that's done it for 20 years, definitely give it a thought too. Like this is a new year, a new a new moment. And I absolutely love that in education that we get these cyclical things. But unlike the farmer, we don't just have to plant that crop. Like let's do a little crop rotation here. We got new kids in a new moment, in a new environment. And think what we can bring to this new experience, even if it is our 14th year or 25th year, uh, it is these kids first year as a sixth grader in my class. And I want to honor that fact. And I want to bring to that moment, the right feel. And I'm going to think that through. So, you know, think through, uh, like I said, what activities you're going to run, what tone you're going to set. And there are so many possibilities out there. So that's one thing I want to say that I absolutely love about this time of year. And I want you to capture that feeling as best you can. Because right now, you have 180 days. I'm just going to pick like a a random number here. Maybe your district's a few more, a few less, who knows. But you have 180 days ahead of you. and, And you feel right now this endless runway. And there'll be times in the year where that gets compressed, you know, that it'll be around, you know, some marking period or the end of a year, end of a quarter, just before a giant break. 
and you're going to you're going to feel time compress but right now is a magical moment in which you feel rested from the summer you got that exciting energy going on and you feel 180 days ahead of you which is like kind of like a blank check to do stuff right you know, a teacher will bump into you and say, oh, we should do this. And you're going to be like, yeah, we can do that because we have 180 days. Where later in the year, you're going to sort of say like, well, this thing's going to sound like it's going to take time. And I have this, 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 this that I have to get done by this date. I want you to remember this feeling of endless runway. Because right now you are at peak openness to new ideas, new pedagogy, uh, new projects, new connections with fellow teachers as well as your students. And arguably, I would say we should try as best we can to sustain this attitude even in the midst of the marking periods because what we're talking about is doing right by our students. We're talking about making some something new, something fresh, something exciting. We're talking about being learner-centric and changing what we're doing in response to who is in front of us. And right now we feel that, we, that we can do that. But as the year progresses, we kind of become, I'm gonna use this word, it's the wrong word, but we become a little more institutionalized, right? Like right now we're coming off summer, we're creative. We're thinking about us. We're almost like independent contractors. We're like, what am I going to do? I'm going to like redesign that learning moment with my students. And it's fresh and it's, it's you, really. And then the longer we're in that, the more we get into that stretch of 180 days, we become a little more systematized. We're a little farther away from the summer and we start to think more like, well, the district goal this and this new policy that and my principal this and you know my fellow teacher that. Um, all things that you have to keep in mind. I'm not trying to say like go break the entire system. But I want you to remember this spirit, this moment, because I would argue right now, this is a moment that you are a completely in the creative spirit and in the learner-centric spirit. You are totally thinking, what can I do? What can I create for those kids in front of me? You're not thinking about all those other aspects. So whatever you can do to remember this feeling, this moment, I, I want you to do that. And because, I don't know, it's super awesome. <laughs> Now that we have that sort of set, I want, I want you to think about what, it, what do you want for your kids? I tweeted this out the other day. I got great response. I got like 25, 30 responses of people like, what do you want for your students this year? And none of them were like minutia, right? None of them were what we would define as our units, right? None of them are like, well, I need them to know Great Gatsby. I need them to know, you know, the Rome and like Roman history, blah, blah, blah. All of them. And it was a, a smattering, right? These 30 responses come from elementary teachers, middle school teachers, high school teachers, content specific teachers, and generalists that teach it all. And yet they all sort of read the same. You know, they want a safe place for their students. They want uh, students to kind of have that lifelong learner drive. They want their students to feel, you know, excited and enthusiastic to sort of learn. Like all of them sort of read the same, whether it was coming from a second grade teacher or a like AP French teacher, didn't matter. They all wanted the same thing for their students. And I guess this is where I think it's important as we go into that new year, what is your philosophy? Because I feel like many of us sort of meander through 
our lives and we don't think of our own personal philosophy. And your personal philosophy is a little bit of that, uh, you know, to borrow, explore like a pirate language here. It's a little bit the set of your sail. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish? I had those 30 people respond with very clear visions for their students and for their classroom. Yet, is that the set of their sale? Are they testing against that? Every time they like think of a new unit, every time they think of something they want to try, are they testing it against their philosophy? Are they saying, will this help learners feel engaged? Will this help learners feel welcome? Will this help learners dive into learning? And if it does, do it, do it, throw yourself at it, give time to it, dedicate yourself to it, and make it come to life. Get out of meandering, right? Have your personal philosophy, set that sail towards those goals. I mean, all of these, all 30 responses or whatever I got were truly beautiful and aspirational and definitely learner-centric. It, it didn't have to do with your content. You're obviously going to achieve your larger philosophical goal with the content. The content is going to be the method in which you walk kids through this journey and this excitement and these activities. But your goal, don't lose sight of that philosophy and then challenge yourself again to hold to that philosophy. And if you're that new student, uh, new teacher, I'm sorry, Take a moment, write down aspirationally, what do you want for your students? And then try to walk towards that. Uh, let some of the other stuff go. I promise if you focus on the learner and then as such have a philosophy that does so as well, your steps, your actions will be correct. I can't stress that enough. So be a little fuzzy on the other people's goals, the district's goals, whatever, be in line with them, but they can be a little out of focus. It's fine if they're a little out of focus. The more you focus on the fact that you are right there, you're on the ground, you're you're embedded with those students, be there, be responsive to that and set a philosophy that is going to take your students on a wild journey of personal self-growth as well as you know, skill-based growth, you know, in your given content and area. I think if you do that, you are set for the year. And that's what gets me excited. I have definitely thought through my philosophy. I know what I want for my students. I want to move the needle for my students. I don't want them to just leave knowing history. I want them being like empowered learners themselves. And I think you do that through a myriad of the things that were said in that tweet, right? That Those responses. I think it means safety and feeling welcomed and appreciated and feeling that today is different because you showed up, right? So, okay, there has to be that psychological safety. Definitely core piece of my philosophy. On the same token, I also want them to be engaged. I want them to be engaged in their learning, but engaged doesn't mean that they just have to decide that it's fun. It literally is on me to also lay out things in an engaging way. And this is one of the things that I absolutely love about working with John Meehan. The two of us looking at research and putting together things for both of our books, uh, we really have done that. We've really thought through what are the things that we need to build into our lesson? How do we need to quote unquote change the game of school so that 
we, the educators, have laid something out in a way that is engaging, right? So it's not just putting it all on the learner, like you should find this fun. No, like kind of by definition, we have put in place the things that are fun and inspiring and whatnot. So that's huge. So thinking through what we can do is is big. And uh, I'm trying to think of any other advice I'd give new teachers and older teachers before you go in there. We got the philosophy. We got the think back to the moment where you feel that 180 days, you feel like open to new ideas. Uh, I think lastly, uh, this one is be, be okay to try things that are new and then ask for feedback from your students. Uh, I think sometimes we feel like to, in order to be professional, we kind of have to know it all. And we don't want to stand in front of our kids and say like, I've never done this or I am not sure how it's going to work out. And I think that's a falsehood. And I think in fact, that's a false thing to portray in front of your students. In fact, I think the vulnerability in front of your students of saying, we are trying something new. Let's, let's do this together is not only more authentic, but it is also more honest and like welcoming to students then because then they see you taking a risk, they're more likely themselves to take a risk. So uh, I guess I would say like for new and old teachers on the eve of this new year, for me at least, reminding myself to ask students, either in some formal like survey sort of thing, maybe at the end of a unit or the end of a quarter, but even sort of micro feedback to make micro adjustments on it. Maybe you got a minute left in class, two minutes in class, you know, ask them, how did this activity go guys? Just let, let's, let's hear it, you know? And like maybe two kids raise their hand and you ask them and they say like, oh, it was good because of X, Y, Z. I wish it was this because of X, Y, Z. And you're like, oh man, thank you so much. I'll take that into account. And sometimes you can take those things into account. Other times you might have to tell them like, well, this is why it was that way. And at, and at very least, even if you're not going to change it based on their feedback, the understanding of why it is that way can be very powerful for students. So these are some of the things I'm going into this new year with, and I am super jazzed to get this new year started. I think it's going to be great. I'm pumped to do a lot of the activities we have on EMC2 Learning, fuse those in. They're so awesome. In fact, now, now that we're at like 300 plus resources on there, now it's a, a game of choosing which ones I can do because uh, I can't do them all. So that's that's going to be hard uh, to choose. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the things you guys are thinking about on the eve of returning for you? And as always, I am so honored to have you part of this journey here and i'm so glad that we're journeying together here on well played definitely check out my youtube channel lots of content there and if you feel so inclined to support this kind of content one way you can do so is by joining emc2learning.com that supports the work for john and myself and what you get in return is hundreds of curated awesome just stellar activities to use with your students as well as some courses some webinars and it's just a fantastic community so thank you for those that are able to and willing to support our work in such a way for those of you that aren't yet 
able to do so. We understand you can sign up as a Tinker teacher and be kind of connected with us. That would be great. And all I have for the rest of you is I hope you enjoy your day and play on.